What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. I'm Izzy and I am very excited to be back. Uh, Very excited to be talking to my guests. She is doing such, such dope stuff. And if it wasn't for Julia from Sneakers by Women, she would not be on, at least right now. And I am super excited to have her on. So Jackie Monroe, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. And yes, Julia is amazing. (laughs) Um, I'm so glad that she connected us. Yes, she is amazing. So uh, Jackie, you are amazing. And after doing a ton of research on you and hearing your story from firsthand from you, um, I was immediately like, okay, this would be a great season opener. So no pressure at all, but you're opening (laughs) the season. So uh, basically, for the people who don't know who you are, don't know what you're working on, don't know where you work or anything like that. Do you want to talk and give us a little bit of insight as to who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm Jackie Monroe. I am a designer at ASICS. I'm on the SMU and Collabs team um, for footwear. So basically I do any of the specialty markup stuff that kind of comes through uh, America. Um, So that's, you know, LA Marathon, Boston Marathon. um, And then of course we have the collabs like Kith, Awake, Pleasures, all all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, and so I'm a color and materials designer, so I'm not designing shoe itself. I think that's like a misconception um, mm, that a lot of people yeah. have. Um, so I'm picking the colors, materials, and sometimes like the design um, itself, like, you know, flowing out those trend ideas. Um, but I also do sometimes like just sports style, general release stuff too. Um, so kind of everything but the kitchen sink so uh i've actually had on a number of uh color designers and material designers Mm -hmm. and i didn't know the difference for the longest time i was like oh cool like even after recording with the first the first is uh the first designer aaron minton i was like okay i know she's like she's still designing the sneaker right and then finally Mm -hmm. got some some more insight as to what that is so do you want to talk about your role a little bit so for the people who may not know exactly what that means yeah so i think people like if you say like oh i'm a sneaker designer they just like automatically assume that you went to like you did id and that you you know are designing the shoe itself but i actually graduated in fashion design so Mm. basically what i do is i pick like a color palette for the most part sometimes it depends on the project itself every project is different and i I work on a wide range, so this is kind of generalizing, but basically I pick out the colors, figure out how to make them work on the shoe itself, um, and then also the materials, and mostly the materials uh, are more sports style typically. Like I don't really get to like pick out a ton of materials for, um, you know, performance, but yeah, so basically I know like the places where those materials should go, Um, what's going to work best, what's going to give you the best feel, um, and what's going to overall, I guess, like look the best or um, really put that idea forward um, for whatever the topic is. That's amazing. I love that. So (laughs) let's talk about 
your prior work a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so how did you get to the point you are? I know you said you graduated with a fashion deg- degree. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? And then like, talk about that, yeah. that career path a little bit. Yeah. So it's been, I wouldn't say like, this is something that I have wanted to do since I was a kid. That's like mm-hmm. not the case. Um, I, once I graduated high school, I was really lost. I didn't know what to do. All my friends were going off to college and I like was not at that place. Um, and so I took a year off and one day, I don't know why I was like, I could do, I could do this. And so I applied to mass art. Um, I only huh. applied to two schools. So, uh, <laughs> and I kind of knew like if I got into mass art, that's where I wanted to go, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. Um, my high school art teacher helped me like put a portfolio to like get in. Um, so shout out to him. Um, <laughs> and I got in and I knew like I was going to go for fashion design. You still have to take like a year foundation at mass art. Yeah. So I did that and I declared my major, um, sophomore year. Um, and yeah, I just, I, this is like, I knew what I want. I was going to go into the fashion design program and then, you know, you have to take so many internships or they count as credits. Right. So I had done an internship previous, like the year before, but I needed like another one to, you know, yeah. graduate technically with my schedule. I was going to go back to doing that internship again. Like I was going to do it twice for the same person. And that was kind of a bad situation. And I was really trying to avoid that. I applied for the ASICS internship um, in apparel design. And it technically was a graphics position. Um, And it was kind of like on a whim that I applied. I kind of was like, well, what do I have to lose? like, I really didn't think I was going to get it. I had an interview and like, even like me getting an interview, I was like, oh, like, okay. Like I was, I was grateful just to get an interview, to be honest. I, I didn't right. have much hope that it was going to go anywhere. And then, you know, months passed, didn't hear from them. And I was still doing that other internship and it kind of kept getting, it, the situation kind of kept getting worse. And eventually I got a call like randomly one day and I was like, I don't know who this is. Um, but it was ASICs and they were basically calling to tell me that they were going to offer me the internship. And yeah, I was like super stoked. Obviously. Um, I did not think I I really was like just so excited and grateful. Yeah. I started on the apparel team, um, with the apparel director, Mari and her and I ended up getting super, super close. And she's like my mentor now. Um, and so she really like looked out for me and gave me projects that she knew that I would succeed in. And so yeah. I basically worked there over the summer and I did, um, LA marathon projects. That's and cool. so, yeah, I was super stoked that I was getting to do like real work and that real work was like going to be produced. And so what was like really nice to be able to say, like going forward is that like I had real work out before I graduated college. So that like made me feel a lot better about myself, um, and my work. And so, after that, I didn't want to leave, obviously, because I loved it there so much. And they were kind of like, oh, Jackie, we're going to miss you, like, when the summer's over. And I was like, I don't got to leave. You can figure out how to keep me. Like, um, and so that kind of, like, sparked that. And then I had interned for two weeks. So during that summer, like, two weeks, I interned with um, the SMU team. Yeah. for a short amount of time they just uh they were missing stand for? smu is specialty markup ah okay so yeah yeah uh so i was doing that and i did that for like the two weeks and i really jived with that team um they only had their there's two designers and at that moment there was only one 
And so they had some extra work. Um, so I was kind of doing that. And Mari, my mentor, knew that I liked, you know, shoes and sneakers. So <laughs> she's like, oh, this could be like a good fit. And so when the summer came, like it ended, it was my last day. And I gave my presentation on like what I worked on over the summer, like to the VP and to um, everybody that I worked with. And she kind of told me, she's like, well, like you did such a good job and we want you to stay. And would you be willing to go to the SMU team and do footwear? So I did that um, my senior year. So it was really nice because I was working retail and I had worked retail for so, so long. I was so sick and tired of it. Yeah. So that kind of became my like job while I was in college. I mean, I had other jobs, but that was nice. And so I did that all year. So I turned a summer internship into like a semester internship. And then I was kind of like, please keep me on for the next semester. And they did. And so I did that all senior year and I was doing like just real work. Um, and so that was great. And then, yeah, eventually they had that position like open. And so I applied, I got it. Um, and now I'm here. Let's talk about the role a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I like asking this question. What does the, what does your design process look like and where does it take mm -hmm. inspiration from? I feel like my design process is very tight. Like I would say like a lot of creative, I think there's this idea that creatives are very um, like messy or like they're not organized. Like they're just a creative and they're exploring all these ideas. And for me, that's very not true. Yeah. Um, so for me, I feel like the day-to-day -day with my design process, it's kind of like, it depends on the project, obviously, but I would say like what I'm actually like, okay, like I got this brief and now I'm like trying to figure out where to kind of go from there. Um, typically it starts off baseline WGSN. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's like a design website that, uh, everybody in the industry uses to research trends. And so I kind of start there and I think what's happening too much now is people just rely on it so heavily. So I try to kind of get that flowing. I kind of see what's in for the season and I kind of take notes on that. And then I kind of go from there where I make a list of all the key points that I have to hit. Like, yeah. all right, in the brief, there was, they, they have this ask, this ask, and like, this is their consumer that they're trying to go for. And I, I make sure that I'm trying to like hit each one of those. And then from there, I try to dig into each like subsection of the trends that I'm focusing on, if that makes sense. So yeah. I'm trying to like, not just go to WGSN and kind of like, okay, like let's figure out why that trend is that and where they got that and where, you know, that inspiration was kind of collected from. So, um, yeah. So I would say like, I kind of take that, I go from there. And then I also think about like my personal preference um, and just, I'm kind of thinking like, all right, like if, if I'm the consumer, if like I see myself being the consumer, I try to like put myself in that shoe and be like, all right, what, what are my needs too? You know? Mm. So I would say I kind of start from there and then I kind of just play around. I pull colors for the most part first. I feel like it's easier to get like colors on the board first. And then from there, I kind of like, go into the materials and say like, okay, what material is going to tell this story the best? Like, is it a fuzzy lace? Is it a rope lace? Like, um, is it a hairy suede? Is it like, you know, um, something a little bit more smooth or soft and like, what are the textures going to be? Um, and then from there it kind of, you know, goes into like a first round and then I'll like ask everybody else what they think and kind of get that feedback and kind of take it from there. But that's what I would say, like my beginning of like design process kind of starts for me. I'm oddly very similar where my, 
my desk always has to be super clean. Yeah. I don't keep <laughs> I don't keep a written calendar like you do, um, but I definitely like have to have stuff in order for me to, in in a sense, be as creative as possible. It's just it's super weird. Like mainstream media portrays us mm-hmm. to be like okay, my desk has to be messy and all this stuff. And yeah. then I'll be able to be most creative. And then like, no, even we know, even when I have too many things on my desk, I'm like, uh, I have to clean my desk before doing anything. I know. I feel the same way. I feel like it just puts me in a better headspace. Um, yeah. like when things are neat and I feel like I can pull things a little bit easier. Like I know all my color chips, like where they all are and like where my books are. And like, I, it's just easier for me. It just makes my creative flow so much better. You mentioned a lot of names that you've been uh, able to work with beforehand. So what's mm-hmm. been what's been that favorite project for you? One, and then two, is there a silhouette or is there an actual shoe on the website that someone can mm-hmm. look up on ASEX right now that um, you had your hands on in a sense? Yeah, I would say like oddly enough, I think a lot of people also think like, oh, like their her favorite project's probably like all of the collabs that she's worked with. But I would say like, even though I love doing that and that's like a really big part of what I do and like working with other like people is great. Um, Something that feels really special to me is just working on like the general release, like sports style stuff. Like for me, that's very fulfilling because I had more of a hand in the creative process. Um, I can almost like claim it a little bit more as like my baby. (laughs) Um, And so I would say like, the daylight pack was really big for me. Um, it was this really colorful shoe and we did a pack and it, it did really well. And it kind of like exceeded like expectations, like one for the company also for me. So, um, yeah, if you like a Google it and like you, you put daylight pack in, you'll get all these articles and you'll get like reviews of people. And that was just like such an eye opening experience for me. Cause I did it as an intern. Yeah. And so for me, that was super, super fulfilling and like, that like actual sneakerheads want to wear a general release shoe was so big for me. Um, it made me feel like really happy inside and very proud. Um, so yeah, like you could go like right on the website now and like look that up and it, and it's there. And so I would say like, it wasn't maybe like my favorite to work on, but like the, the pride that I felt afterwards has succeeded other shoes for me. I'm going to have to look up the daylight pack that (laughs) as an intern for you to say that's your fit, like not, in a sense, like that's the one that stands out for you. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really, really yeah. Cool. it was satisfying for sure. If there there was a younger creative that was listening right now, what would yeah. what would be some advice you would give them to get to the position that you're in today? Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever like in the position to give anybody advice, but um, <laughs> I would say I always like felt like I was like, oh, there has to be this like big secret that nobody's telling me like, this is how you get in. Mm. And like, when I would talk to people and like, I was a student and like asking people that like, when they would say like, you know, find a good mentor, like reach out to people, like go to events and like talk everybody up, like have a portfolio ready. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I definitely would say that is true. Like those Mm. things are all a hundred percent true. You have to reach out to people like, one of my friends from college, Melissa, she's always saying closed mouths don't get fed. And that is 110% the truth. You have to put yourself out there. You have to like get in contact with people that you're like, that you think you'd make a good connection with. Um, and then also finding a good mentor. Like I would say finding a good mentor has been such like an incredible experience for me. And it's happened so naturally. Um, and, like have people that have your back. 
um, and who would vouch for you kind of ready to go and, you know, create a really strong portfolio. But remember that just like the stuff that they're telling your school's telling you to put in portfolio isn't always the best, you know, take every advice with a grain of salt and what's going to work best for you. I would say like always have kind of like a fun surprise. So I would say like having a fun, like side thing that you do is really important. Um, and it's like a good, like starting conversation, like making that human connection, um, is important. I would say like, that's super helpful. And then also just having an internship internship, super important, try to find a good one, put in, put in the work to get a good one if you can, um, because they do lead places or an apprenticeship if you can, that's my advice. I like asking creatives this question because it's it's something it's thought provoking for us mm-hmm. um we don't really think about it we just kind of put our heads down and work and everything like that so where are you playing it safe right now i think this was a hard question i felt like when i was trying to think of something it was hard for me to like think of something <laughs> but i would definitely say right now i'm playing it safe um in the way that i speak about myself and that's really something that i'm trying to change i think I speak about myself so poorly in a way that I don't mm. feel like I just, I think it's a little bit of imposter syndrome, which everybody has, but right. I, I think I could do a better job about promoting myself and just the way I speak about myself because it changes other people's view on you. Um, mm. So that's like where I feel like I'm playing it. So like when I introduce myself, I'm like, hi, I'm Jackie. And like, I give my little spiel and then someone's like, no, like Jackie, you have sneakers and like, sneaker boutiques like across the country like you do this 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 and this and i'm like oh well so other people view you very differently than the way you view yourself and so i'm trying to change the way i view myself and i feel like i'm playing it safe in that aspect what what steps are you taking to make sure that you are talking and thinking Mm -hmm. of yourself in the way that those people that you were mentioning are in a sense i would say the steps that i'm this is a step I would say for sure, just like being able to speak about yourself and put your work out there and be a little bit more vulnerable is a big part. I also think it starts with like the way you talk to yourself with your friends about yourself. Mm. I think like starting from like a smaller place will help you, you know, when you're speaking about yourself in like a, in a bigger space. And so I think I like the more meetings I take with people, it's like changing just the way I introduce myself Um, and like feeling okay to say that like, yeah, I'm good at what I do and like be able to be humble, but still like have a view of yourself that like, okay, yeah, I'm doing great work and I'm producing great work. And it starts with interviews. um, It starts with just like taking your daily meeting at work, I feel like. And so that's kind of, I felt like with the past couple weeks, that's something I've really noticed um, and I'm trying to do a better job of. So I would say that's kind of where I'm trying to start. I'm trying to start small and big. So Jackie, what makes you strange on purpose? I feel like what makes me strange on purpose is the way I approach other people. I feel like I take everything from a very like human, human side. I think approaching everybody like they have something important to say is is important. And in sharing that respect with other people is big. I think my personality has been a really big plus. Um, And how I've gotten to where I've gotten today is pretty much just being super friendly um and really outgoing and that's something i always used to shy away from because people would be like you're too loud you're too this you're too that but i think in a way it's been my superpower and i'm really really appreciative that i have it um so i would say yeah my personality and my approach to other people is what makes me strange on purpose 
Wow, that was the most clear and concise answer <laughs> to what makes you strange on purpose ever. Um, I love it. So uh, last question I have for you is mm-hmm. how can people find you? How can people follow your work and yeah. tune into your journey and, and support you? Um, my Instagram is jackattack611. It came up with high school, so like, don't fault me for the name. But <laughs> um, my, yeah, that's my Instagram handle. And then I'm also on LinkedIn um, as Jacqueline Monroe. Um, so you can also follow me there and I post a lot about my work. So, cause I'm super proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackie, I appreciate you jumping on the strange on purpose podcast and Thank you. I look forward to doing this again in the future and tuning into yes. the work. Thank you, Izzy. I appreciate you. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast and I wouldn't have been able to do it without anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 